few weeks ago, we talked about the uh, the new epidemic of uh, Pokemon Go, and uh, mentioned that we that Miranda and I had been playing it. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this. I know I've posted about this some places, but uh, playing Pokemon Go has essentially turned into us watching the 90s animated Pokemon TV series. <laughs> um, and that, so season, so this show has hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I mean, it's essentially still going uh, all these years later. It started back in 97, I think. And I forget how many seasons there are, like 20 seasons maybe. Um, the first season or at least most of the first season is available on Netflix to stream right now. Um, which is like, you know, what I remember the show being like, you know, um, Ash and Pikachu and, you know, his friends and everything. I didn't watch it a lot back in the nineties, but I did have a couple of ex-girlfriends back then that also that were into Pokemon at that point in time. And so I remember watching some episodes back in the late nineties and, now I'm showing this show to Miranda. We have now gone through the entirety of season one. It's like 52 episodes uh, that we have now watched on Netflix uh, streaming. Wow. It's uh, kind of crazy. She is completely obsessed with Pokemon. <laughs> we And she wants to play the game everywhere. And it is crazy how many people are playing this game in the world, like regular people. Uh, everyone we see on the bus seems to be playing it. Uh, we are waiting in line at the zoo today to buy some food. And so Miranda's like, oh, let's play Pokemon. And so we, we're, we're playing a little bit in line. And like just Miranda talking about Pokemon seems to like re- like trigger other people in line who are like, oh, yeah, I should check too. And so like <laughs> the, the girl in front of us suddenly started playing as soon as Miranda started talking about it. And it's just like everyone out there is playing this game or has it installed on their phones and it is completely bonkers i wanted to show my daughter this week but my wife got really upset and i i don't know she's got some kind of serious adverse reaction to it so she was like no we're not telling her about it it must be kept from her (laughs) so it's it's dangerous yeah I, i don't know i think she's seen some of that so maybe she's whatever but uh, at some point, if if we're bored enough, I may have to um, take it out as a possible um, entertainment. I mean, I don't think it's bad in any way. It's like you're going out, walking around, you know, going on these little adventures and collecting things. I mean, the worst part of it is that it just kills your battery if, you, if you're using it all the time. That's what I've heard. Um, I mean, if you if it leads you, if it gets you sucked into watching the show as well, then you have another problem on your hand as far as like, <laughs> you know, letting her become obsessed with the show. And now we have to, I mean, I'm, I'm like sourcing the DVDs now. Like I'm, <laughs> uh, I haven't bought any of the seasons yet, but l- luckily the library here in town has at least the first three seasons, the complete seasons that Viz has put out, uh, on DVD. And so 
I'm currently waiting for the first season. Actually, it's it's on hold for us at the library right now. We just have to go pick it up, um, which has like the remaining episodes of season one, which aren't on Netflix. And so we're going to go pick up the DVDs from the library, watch the rest of season one. And then we have seasons two and three ready to go uh, on DVD from the library as well. <laughs> uh, and And it's just like, it's so crazy how many episodes we have uh, in front of us to watch. Uh, if she wants to, I mean, like, I, I don't mind her watching it. You know, there are some like questionable politics and, and, you know, (laughs) like, uh, things about the show that I don't want her to like, get, uh, like get into too much, but you know, I, I, I'm happy that she has found another thing that she's into and like, you know, she kind of switches between shows every now and then, like we'll watch a show and then watch it all the way through and then finish it and then move on to something else. And, um, this is just her thing of the month essentially. And so I'm sure next month we'll be, we'll have a whole new obsession. So, uh, but this like the, and then, you know, Viz has put out a number of seasons on DVD. Um, I don't, certainly not all of them. I know there are a, several seasons in the middle that aren't available i think on dvd unless unless i'm wrong and people can feel free to correct me and point me towards the the complete seasons on dvd that uh that are out there but i think viz has just put out like four or five most recently this year uh incomplete like i know there are lots of dvds that are available where like it collects a few episodes but it's like later seasons and it you know trying to figure out like the naming scheme of all the seasons and trying to figure out like, okay, do I, do I have access to everything that's been put out, you know, as far as this Pokemon show goes, it's a, it's a real uh, headache. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we have a little bit of follow-up the, so last week we talked about the uh, Vestron, Vestron stuff and, um, the and we had talked about like the waxworks films being kind of um te- like also kind of announced but not officially and now this week the press releases went out for um waxworks and waxworks to lost in time um this is going to be like a double feature uh release uh this will be spine number 5 in the vestron uh collector series that lionsgate is going to be releasing Oh, that's interesting. I didn't notice it was five. So I guess those others they mentioned will be three and four. Yeah. The, the, at least the picture that I'm looking at right now of the disc, which is like one of those 3d ones that shows the side spine of it. It has number five on there. Cool. And interestingly, those, uh, first two chopping mall and, um, what was the second one? Uh, blood diner. The prices came down on Amazon to twenty twenty seven ninety nine. That's still pretty high, but um, certainly not thirty nine ninety nine or whatever it was. Oh yeah, so three and four are Chud two and Return of the Living Dead three. So that's interesting because this one is supposed to come out on October eighteenth. So you would assume that those other two are either coming out on the eighteenth or before the eighteenth. So we're gonna have five releases within the next couple months really so that's pretty impressive what do you think is the the right price for these like what is the sweet spot that will get people to actually order them if they haven't already 
That's tough. I mean, twenty bucks. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think twenty is reasonable, but I don't know that these are going to get down that low. Yeah. Um, based on the the retail price, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but I think people may begrudgingly because they're limited. As somebody mentioned that I don't know if we mentioned it last week or, or I don't think we did that these are supposedly limited in some way, is what I'm hearing. Um, I, th- I think we I think we mentioned we that mention? last week. Okay. Um. I think that might push people to go for that twenty seven ninety nine price, but um, that's that's a lot of money. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, assume as long as they, you know, do it right. They p- include. I mean, it seems like they're including lots of supplements. Um, I'm very curious to see like packaging wise as well. Like, you know, they, they look like they're slip cases. I'm curious what the what's underneath the slip case. Are they going to do anything special as far as like what type of um, plastic case will it be kind of housed in? Like, you know, it would be cool if they did, if they went with like the Criterion, like the Scanavo uh, yeah. cases. I mean, that that might be kind of unlikely, but... Even uh, just the dra- like Draft House Films clear cases or yeah. the you know, Twilight Time clear cases yep. would be good. I, th- I think clear would be the way to go. Or go black mm. uh, with like the black cases that some folks use. That's an interesting idea too. Um, so yeah, uh, a few other pieces of follow-up. We talked about, um, Bubba Hotep coming from Scream Factory and they have now officially announced the release date. They haven't listed, and they've also put up, uh, cover art for it, but not, um, supplemental features yet, but this is going to be coming out on November 8th. Uh, and then they have the cover art looks like it's, I think it's, by one of the same people that does a lot of the covers for Scream Factory, um, but it looks pretty good. Uh, we also mentioned uh, last week or the week before that uh, To Live and Die in L.A. is coming uh, to Shout Select, and they have now uh, given it a release date of November 22nd. And I couldn't remember if we had already talked about this, but uh, Nighthawks is coming to Shout Select as well. Yeah, uh, I think we mentioned that, but it, it got bumped, right? It's coming out on October 18th. Um, I just couldn't remember if we had already mentioned it on the show, but it seemed, uh, but it is available to pre-order right now um, from Shaft Factory's website. Yeah, I'll be getting that. The other kind of news about uh, Shout Select this week is that Death of a Salesman is coming to Blu-ray also in November, uh, on November 15th. Oh, is that a select title? It is a shout select title. Very interesting. Um, there was a couple of other pieces of follow-up. Um, oh, okay, let's talk about... Uh, so we talked about Raising Cain coming to uh, Shout Factory, and, and or Scream Factory, and that they were going to be including the new cut of the film. Um, in June, it was announced that Arrow was also going to be releasing Raising Cane in the UK. That has now been pushed back to January of 2017. Um, Initially, it was going to be coming in September, and now it's been delayed. Uh, Speculation everywhere seems to be that it's been delayed because Scream Factory got the rights to that re-edit of the film, and people are assuming that maybe um, Arrow is going to try to get that too and put it on the disc. Oh. it's I, I don't know if Arrow has confirmed that anywhere, um, and I don't think the guy who came up who who did the re-edit has confirmed it as well. But um, 
that's like the the rumor going around everywhere that uh, that's probably why, or else maybe they'll be including more um, supplements in general. Um, I, I think they specifically, or some folks specifically said that when Arrow had um, made the announcement back in June, um, I was going back through like the, the Blu-ray.com forum thread for this announcement and they, people had specifically asked back in June, like, will Arrow have this, the fan edit or the, the director approved edit of the film and people were saying no and it and it wasn't on that list of supplements and now that it's been delayed it's, it seems kind of likely that maybe they're going to work on getting that one so before we get into some other uh home video news um the i think there's like a huge piece of news that just came went around yesterday not specifically home home media stuff but sort of um Hulu is going to be ending their free streaming option in the next few weeks. And I just thought that would be worth talking about because like, I feel like for as long as the Criterion cast has been around, we have been talking about Hulu and streaming in one form or another, like in the various news uh, discussions that we've had, like going way back to 2009. And so I feel like we have to just talk about this. I'm sure I'll bring this up on like the next episode of the news den that we do. But, um, since this just came out yesterday, uh, or, you know, it's, it just was kind of announced yesterday that I feel like I need to talk to someone about it. What, what is available as part of the, I don't even know anymore cause I've subscribed for so long, but what's available as part of this free streaming or was available? Well, there are, you know, criterion has a, a weekly or bi-weekly um actually I, there might even be it might even be more than that but they usually have like a a running selection of films that they offer as part of the like f- free collection of of criterion films um these are typically the titles if you also subscribe to fandor these are like the titles that you'll see from fandor and then they get they're the new like criterion on hulu um little uh festival collection thing that they do like the 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 themed grouping of films each week um i know you can watch some episode you know i also don't really know what hulu has for free anymore because i've been subscribing for so long that i don't know i don't uh ever try to look at the site without my subscription uh logged in um i should just try that right now and see what you can actually get for free uh, i've tried recently just to search because sometimes i'm too lazy to log in and it's the site it didn't lock me out but it didn't make it easy to find content at least for me yeah um well anyway like the president of hulu has said that they're essentially like going to be doing away with the free tier of, of being able to watch anything um, without a Hulu plus subscription. And now you have to have a subscription in order to do this. And then there'll be, um, and they're, they're still going to have ads as the, as you have right now with the seven ninety nine plan. Um, but if you want to go up to the eleven ninety nine per month plan, you can get it without ads. Um, and the, presumably the criterion titles will still be seven, will still be ad free in that seven ninety nine plan, which is how they've been all along. Um, and I think something that Criterion must have stipulated in their agreement with Hulu to like say, you know, um, we'll put our collection in your streaming service, but we don't want ads, you know, in between or, you know, like crammed inside of our films. Um, 
But, you know, obviously this is all going to be changing in a couple months when uh, Criterion moves everything over to Filmstruck. So they're moving absolutely everything. They're going to, there's not going to be, you know, they're moving off of Hulu. Um, I just, I wasn't sure if it was like a hundred percent gone, like, like the Grinch, you know, stealing a Christmas tree and <laughs> well, everything. I mean, it kind of just dep- like they're, they're the way that it's phrased is like that Filmstruck will be the new like exclusive streaming option for Criterion. Like that, that just means like, you know, you'll still be able to buy and rent stuff from iTunes. You'll still be able to buy and rent stuff from Amazon. I don't know how that will affect um, the deal that they have with um with Fandor, um, I, I, for some reason, I, I, I remember the Fandor deal as being something that, um, that, that they made with Hulu and not specifically with Criterion, although like that would be weird. But, um, so I don't know, like if, when, if Criterion moving off of Hulu means that Fandor will now be cut off as well. Um, makes, I mean, if that word exclusive is held to, yeah. You know what it's supposed to be then <laughs> technically yes. Uh, that's true but I they also, you know, like Hulu was also described as like the exclusive home. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I think so, but you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe once they made this deal with Fandor. Anyway, you know, w- we'll all find out soon. You know, there's still no firm date yet for when fan when uh, Filmstruck is going to launch, but I'm sure we'll find out, you know, in the next couple of months. Um I mean, people are testing the beta of Filmstruck out there right now. Nice. And, um, you know, like title, like criterion t- titles that no one knew that they, that they had are being discussed on forums. And, oh, you know, wow. like there are, there are rules about beta testing and I, I, as far as they shouldn't probably be talking about that. Yes, or? exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, when the beta started going out there, there's like a stipulation saying like, you know, please don't talk about this, uh, online. Um, you know, actually I think they phrased it as like, don't review the software because it's a work in progress, oh. uh, until it's, until it's ready. And, but, and, and there wasn't really anything about like, Oh, you, you're not allowed. There's no like non-disclosure agreement as far as the content being discussed online. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like, the, the folks on the Criterion forum, the folks on the Blu-ray.com forum, like they're they're sending these beta invitations out to lots and lots of people, and lots of people, and you know, on the Reddit thread and everything, like lots of people have no problem just talking about <laughs> all these things. And I'm like, I'm so cautious online, like you know, saying anything about the beta and like you know whether or not I'm testing it and everything. And uh, and then I see all these people like, oh yeah, Tarkovsky's Stalker is now available in the Criterion channel and it's got a Criterion logo on it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, there's supposed to be some secrets here. Wow. So anyway, Stalker is coming to Criterion. uh, (laughs) All right. In case case anyone was wondering uh, and you haven't already been spoiled to this news news. uh, on the forum. I mean, anyway, it's fun. You know, it's, and it's so hard for me to like, okay, well, do I, am I allowed to write about this stuff online? Am I going to get my beta revoked if I even just say that the people on the Criterion forum are talking about the fact that Stalker is coming? I feel I mean, like, yeah. I ahead. think you're okay. Honestly, I, I think I, as much as I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think it hurts them ultimately. You know, I mean, as long as they're not saying so, yeah. this, this app is crap, which makes sense that they wouldn't want you to review. But as far as the content, I would think probably only functions to get people maybe excited about Filmstruck, which is what they need because 
you know, I'm sure a lot of people are skeptical about another streaming service. I know I'm very curious to see, and I don't know if you've heard, what is Hulu going to do to fill the gigantic Criterion-sized hole? Yeah. You know, because, like, I was talking to a couple of my coworkers, and they didn't know. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going away, because one of my buddies loves Criterion, but he collects some but loves the Hulu option and has been a subscriber for years. And so I'm curious what how Hulu is going to avoid losing a whole bunch of subscribers who were really into that uh, and what they can possibly do to sort of fill that void. I So obviously I am like, you know, maybe not number one Criterion fan, but I'm pretty high up there in terms of like <laughs> Criterion fans. I mean, obviously I've been doing a Criterion Collection podcast now for about seven years. So I think that's fair to say. I, I, so obviously I love Criterion, but I will also say that, you know, they, uh, relatively speaking, like I, I don't think that it's probably that many subscribers relative to the overall subscription um, base that of people that subscribe to Hulu. I bet that it's if we were to see numbers, it's it might not be like as big as we think. Yeah, probably not. And so, just based I mean, on like based on things like you know how many people like the Criterion Collection Facebook page, like you know it's a lot of a lot of likes on that Facebook page. But then when you look at other things that are in the millions, you think like, oh, that's actually just kind of like a relatively small percentage. And then what percentage of those people that like the Facebook group or page of Criterion, um, how many of those do you think subscribe to Hulu just to get the Criterion option? Like, you know, maybe a few thousand, probably, you know, maybe tens of thousands, but like of the like millions of people that they want subscribe to Hulu or that, you know, of, of the people that subscribe to Hulu, like, I bet it's not that much, or I bet it's not as big as we might think because we're just so deeply embedded in like the center of this, like, Criterion is like the pinnacle of of content uh, distributors, and like they, they, certainly everyone must be watching these movies. I bet it's not that much. Well, just as a whatever kind of comparison, the Hulu Facebook page, for example, has two million three hundred thirty-seven thousand likes. Okay, and then the Criterion page has like three hundred thirty-five thousand likes. Yeah, so it's, so you know, just it's a, as a percentage you know yeah which doesn't even line up but regardless no totally yeah, you're right you're uh, totally right so i mean and that's like again like i love criterion so i don't want to like you know talk bad about talk smack about them but like i just i bet it's like you know we we think that it's bigger than it actually is yeah no i don't have a problem with criterion moving i don't have i just want to know like i said i'm not going to dump hulu because I've got a 17-year-old, and he absolutely loves Hulu and watches it more than probably any streaming service. Like, it's, it's, he's beyond, I mean, he uses Netflix, but it's, I don't know that it's like a cool, not cool thing, but Hulu definitely has more content and TV stuff that he likes, so it's not going anywhere, but I was just kind of curious if they had had any response. I mean, they certainly are trying to get new exclusive content on there. I mean, they're, they're making deals with like, you know, just recently, like Disney, like Disney XD stuff. So like Gravity Falls is all on there. Star versus the Forces of Evil is all on there. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. Boy. Um, so you can go watch it there on Hulu. Awesome. Um, they have lots of Cartoon Network stuff. Like, you know, you could go watch all of Steven Universe. I think all of Adventure Time is on there. 
Um, Rick and Morty is on there. Um, so I think they're, the, and the, you know, they're also constantly getting movies um, and, and signing up deals, uh, you know, with kind of big stuff, you know, like, I mean, right now they're just advertising things like, you know, uh, Interstellar and Cloverfield and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and SpongeBob and all this stuff like on the front page. So, I mean, I think they're going to be, I think they'll be okay as far as, uh, you know, Criterion leaving. I mean, obviously like, but obviously Criterion is still a big thing for them. I mean, when you hover over the movies tab that they'll say like trailers, documentaries, genre, staff picks, and then Criterion, like they get their own link right there in the first drop down. Like no other studio has something like that uh, on the front page, you know, like on the, on any page on Hulu, like you can get to the Criterion stuff just by hovering over movies. Like that's huge. So that, I mean, I guess them losing Criterion is going to be kind of a big deal in that, like, this is something that people have relied on for a long time. But uh, I will be, I mean, I'm very curious to see what Filmstruck uh, ends up looking like when the service launches. And, um, you know, it'll just be fun to watch this uh, play out and see, like, you know, how many people leave completely like i don't think i will be able to leave hulu completely just because i still want to watch steven universe and i still want to watch uh adventure time on there and i still want to watch all the other shows that they have the the rights to yeah no you're right i'm I'm being ridiculous i i i can't imagine it'll hurt them that much but um it's definitely a big loss for some so yeah it's too bad all right so let's talk a little bit about some more home video news um Kino has announced lots of stuff for their, or they've continued to announce lots of November dates uh, for titles. So like on November 1st, they're going to be releasing a couple of Betty Grable films as well as uh, Battle of the Sexes. On the 15th, they have lots of stuff lined up like The House on 92nd Street, Boomerang, Daisy Kenyon, uh, the Undying Monster. I think some of these things are ones we've already talked about, but like uh, they've just been actually posting release dates for a lot of things recently. I think one that we didn't talk about at all was, or did we? No, I don't think we did. Um, Seven Beauties. Did we talk about that last week? I don't think so. Um, the is that, is that coming out in November also? That does not have a date. It's in the coming soon. Oh, okay. Um. But what's really been neat is if you watch their Twitter or their Facebook, um, they're obviously announcing all the commentaries, and we're seeing more. I just saw a couple more Eddie Muller commentaries uh, mentioned. Um, Wake Up Screaming has an Eddie Muller. And um, The House on 92nd Street has an Eddie Muller. So I really, really, and we've talked about him before, but I really like that they've clearly established some kind of regular relationship with him. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of these. Um, have they, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, okay. So, um, I think I'm I'm looking at their Twitter feed right now and I don't think there's anything else that we haven't talked about. Um, let's see the, we did, uh, I guess kind of follow up. We did also mention that there was going to be a new Blu-ray release of, uh, the man who fell to earth coming from studio canal 
in the UK. Um, that is now available to pre-order on uh, over on Amazon UK. And uh, I'm, I actually just pre-ordered it right before we started recording the podcast tonight. Very nice. The, um, so it's going to be a collect, there's going to be like a regular edition and a collector's edition, similar to what they did with the third man and the, uh, collector's edition just looks crazy. It's like four discs. It's got postcards. It's got a little book or booklet. Um, it's got lots of new interviews and it's going to have, uh, one of the discs I think is a CD, um, John Phillips CD. So it must be music. And, um, there's also going to be an A4 poster of the theatrical quad from the UK. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can pre-order this, but I, when I pre-ordered it, it's like, so it's 20 pounds right now on Amazon UK. And then with the VAT taken off it, it, you essentially pay it just slightly under 20 pounds to pre-order it now. And so I figured like, I may as well, I'm going to want to get this when it comes out and I'll just lock in the price and you know if it drops down then that's great but if not like you know 20 pounds is like it's reasonable it's like I would probably pay that much if Criterion were to re-release it so uh and you know there I think the David Bowie website mentioned that there is going to be a U.S. release of this Mm. but you know whether or not that's going to be Criterion like it seems so unlikely yeah. um, because Studio Canal has like just not given in or not given anything back to them um, that I can remember. But uh, in there have been so few Lionsgate releases done with Studio Canal since they've moved everything over there. I mean, there have been like DVDs put out that you can order, but they're just, you know, like nothing, uh, nothing great in the, in, nothing great as compared to like what Criterion might have done with it. This is probably just totally the film geek in me, but I pictured some sort of gigantic West Side Story-esque falling out <laughs> fight between <laughs> Criterion and <laughs> and Studio Canal. That's Sharks what, and Jets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that it, they, you know, work something out and get these films back, but And there are always like, there are always rumors. People are always talking about, you know, like I think one time Criterion posted like on their Instagram page, maybe last year. At some point they posted a picture of some, uh, some of the books that were included with various Criterion releases. And one of them was the man who fell to earth book that was included in the DVD release. And someone in the Instagram comments had mentioned that like, they knew someone who was working on uh, the, like the, that criterion was going to be getting it again. And that they're, they're friends with someone that was doing it anyway. Like that never came to pass. And like, they had even said like, Oh, it's going to be coming in a couple of months. And then, you know, like fast forward to like a year and a half later and that still hasn't <laughs> happened. Uh, so there, there are always like every time the new releases are about to be announced, everyone, there, there will be someone who says like, Oh, what if the studio canal titles come back this month? Or, you know, like it's, and it just hasn't happened. So like you got to stop like getting your hopes up at some point. <laughs> I mean, which is why I pre-ordered this, this UK Blu-ray. I was like, well, you know, if criterion releases it, then that's great. And I'll get both versions. But like that didn't happen with the third man. Like they did that whole special edition with the third man in the UK and, and in Europe, 
and there was no U.S. release of that one. And so I just foresee this happening again with Man Who Fell to Earth, and um, I just would like to have this new 4K restoration. And, um, and you know, they're also kind of sweetening the deal with, like, these extra discs and extra supplements and everything. So if for, if nothing else, like, you know, I'll have, two, I'll, have a next, I'll have a third copy of Man Who Fell to Earth. Well, actually, I guess I'll have a fourth copy because I have, <laughs> I'll have, like, the DVD and Blu-ray that Criterion put out a while back and now the studio canal one. And then if someone puts it out in the U S and it's criterion, then I'll pick it up again. I had totally forgotten about the third man. It was just one of those things where I was like, Oh yeah, that'll come out in the States. And no, nothing. Yeah. Crickets. It's crazy. All right. So the BFI has, uh, detailed a few upcoming releases, uh, that are coming out in a couple weeks. Um, including things like Carmen Jones and cry of the city. I think we've probably talked, we've must've talked about these before, but, uh, and then also psychomania and, um, on the black Hill. These are all coming out, uh, August 22nd and then September 19th for Carmen Jones and psychomania. Um, Olive announced their, uh, October titles got some cool stuff in here including things like the return of dracula um the special effects that's uh, the larry cohen movie i think that one special effects yeah yeah i'm curious about that one um also things like uh some anime like the king king of pigs and the fake i'm very curious like i don't know those two films but i'm very curious what it means as far as maybe some potential future anime releases from them um, have they, have they, they not done anything? I mean, they, they did the Betty Boop animation Blu-rays. Um, but have they done any other animation? Not, not much that comes immediately to mind. There might be a, the occasional straggler here and there, but nothing too recent that I can think of. So this feels like a new development, uh, of some kind, maybe a new source of, um, you know, s- getting rights to new animated features. Is, you know what, I don't, maybe even describing these two films as anime might be incorrect. Um, these are from South Korea. I don't know if, are, 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 is it, is anime specific to Japan? Like, are you allowed to describe things as anime if oh, they're from, if they're I from guess, South Korea? Yeah, I, I, I'm probably a little loose with the terminology, um, but it has a certain look that is at least reminiscent of what maybe traditionalists would call anime. Well, I'd love to hear if people take offense to, (laughs) uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to offend. And so I'm curious if people do take offense to, you know, other, other countries animation being described as anime and whether or not they think that it doesn't apply. Um, was there any other, uh, anything else from this lineup that you, uh, were curious about or were planning on picking up? Um, I, I'm psyched about, um, Little Faust and Big Halsey, um, which I had heard of, but if people want to check out Larry Karaszewski's Trailers from Hell entry, that will enlighten you a little bit more, but it's got Robert Redford, um, and it's got Michael J. Pollard and Lauren Hutton. It's, it's just one of those sort of lost seventies buddy movies, road movies, that um, has not gotten much in the way of a proper release. Definitely not a Blu-ray, but I think there might be a, some crappy DVD, but it's probably not s- 
you know, original aspect ratio. So it's kind of a lost 70s film, so I'm very curious about that one. And then there's a Corman, I think Gas. I think that was a Corman movie. Um, Not Gas. Yes, Gas. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, which is a, just a ridiculous... Oh, yeah, it is. He Corman directed it, sorry. Um, just a silly idea of, like, um, you know, a, a post-apocalyptic movie where you know everyone over 30 is killed off or something I, I don't know I've never seen it I've always all meant to and then Strategic Air Command which is a Jimmy Stewart um, pilot movie I'm not sure if it's World War 2 I don't know it has to do with the US Air Force and he's a bomber pilot it's got to um, be the, the worst of the covers I think it's in, pretty terrible in this, <laughs> this uh, it's group. pretty terrible yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big. I, I gotta say, um, they're more missed than hit with their cover stuff. All the know? other ones, I don't. All the other ones seem fine. Uh, yeah, no, I just mean in general. They, yeah. they, I feel like they've had some serious misfires um, as far as covers go. But whatever. I mean, yeah, that's definitely the worst. Especially if you look at the original artwork for um, Strategic Air Command. There's some nice posters for it that would have been great. I, I don't know what's involved in getting that, the rights to that stuff. Maybe you need an additional licensing fee and so it's easier to recreate your own who knows but they could have done better this is the first time that that is going to be available on a disc anywhere i think i think it might be um i own it digitally because it came recommended from laura of laura's miscellaneous musings Mm -hmm. she's recommended a ton of movies to me i know she's a fan of that one um so i got it digitally but yeah i don't know I'm just, I was just clicking through the Blu-ray.com listing for it, and it doesn't look like there's any other discs available for it. Yeah, I don't know that there are. This might be a home video debut. And none of these titles are part of that Olive signature line that they're doing? Not yet. It doesn't appear so. So these, so they still only have the two that are coming in September. Um, I was just curious. I was curious to see, like, were they going to, you know, each month... They'll have like the regular olive lines, and then I mean, I guess they could still announce something for October. Uh, I just thought I was curious, like, oh, will they, you know, start now, like, sprinkling in like a a new like reissue or 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 something new that kind of warrants the the new signature line each month? Yeah, I I, <clears throat> I hope that's the case. <clears throat> I think um, I feel like the September titles are coming late in September so maybe like you say there could still be a couple more October announcements which could be those so here's hoping yeah uh, Eureka announced that Ken Loach's Kess is coming to uh, the Masters of Cinema collection this one I don't know uh, I guess I haven't gone back to check what which of these supplements are going to be exclusive to this release versus the uh, Criterion edition but I have to imagine that the that these um, transfer will probably look pretty similar to what the Criterion one did. Yeah. Um. There's a new, I guess, like rebundle of the the various Prince movies that Warner Brothers is going to be releasing uh, in October, including obviously Purple Rain, and then it's going to also include Under the Cherry Moon and Graffiti Bridge. Were those on Blu-ray already? Because I'm not sure that those last two were. Uh, maybe not. Oh, the sh- Purple Rain definitely was. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. But yeah, no, it looks like Under the Cherry Moon is listed as premiering on that date, and I believe Graffiti Bridge is as well. 
And they've got some really snazzy purple Blu-ray cases for these, for Prince fans. Oh, yeah. So these do say that they're a new 2016 1080p HD masters for uh, for all three films. Oh, maybe Purple Rain's remastered even. So maybe... Interesting. Maybe these are just like... Or maybe those other movies were available digitally in HD? They Well, I mean, at least on Voodoo, they're only available in SD. Oh, okay. Maybe right not. now, anyway, yeah. so... Um, but that's not necessarily indicative of maybe iTunes has an HD, maybe Amazon, I don't know. But that's exciting for Prince fans. I know some people have been complaining, you know, where's Sign of the Times, which was originally produced at least in conjunction with Warner Brothers, although I don't think I've ever seen, um, maybe there was a DVD release, but all the Blu-ray releases have been outside the U.S., so there must be some rights issue for that not being included in the set. I hope that they, I hope that they use these purple cases that there are pictures of, uh, online for these, that, uh, that, you know, that Warner Brothers gave to you that they have, I guess must, they must, these must be like on Amazon or, uh, cause they're on Blu-ray.com's pages for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm the purple cases are actually like 25% of the draw for me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. This, you know? Uh, cause I haven't seen, um, under the cherry moon or graffiti bridge. I, they're notoriously not necessarily great, but, um, I'm still tempted. Uh, and the purple helps. Have we, has there ever been, so there's the clear ones, there's the blue ones, there's black ones. Um, I think there's, is there red ones too? There's, I believe there's red, like uh, De Palma's movie Passion was in a red, and Whip It, the movie Whip It with, um, what's her name? Um, the well, Anyway, it's the, the roller derby movie. Uh-huh, that was uh-huh. in a green Blu-ray case, oh, if I recall. Oh, yeah. Oh, with uh, the, uh, Ellen Page? Ellen Page, yes. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what other color... <laughs> might get uh there's got to be like an orange one out there i'd imagine for me i'm sure yeah um yeah very cool that they did this so we'll see uh how these turn out but yeah i'm i'm interested in picking up the set definitely um is there any other news that we should talk about before jumping into the new releases this week the uh Oh, Lionsgate is going to be releasing Hamburger Hill, the John Irvin film, um, on Blu-ray on, uh, let's see, when is, oh, it just says later this year. They haven't even given it a date yet, but um, it just says late 2016 now. Um, But there have been, let's see, there's a UK Blu-ray and there's a Canadian Blu-ray, but I don't think this has been available on Blu-ray here in the States yet. No, definitely not. And and this is exciting because it's, I mean, Lionsgate seems to be, seems to be lighting up their catalog um, suddenly, which yeah, is, totally. uh, who knows what that'll bring, you know. The horror thing was exciting, but this is obviously not that. This is something else. So very curious to see what else starts getting cranked out in the next six to eight months. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's hope. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so like... Criterion? Yeah, well, yeah. no, I wasn't going to say... Licensing? Like, maybe there's hope that they'll actually do something with the Studio Canal library that they have the rights to for all... They've had, you know, for all these years, and they've only done, like, a few releases <clears throat> um, back when they first got them, you know, for things like Ron and The Third Man, and um, let's see, what else did they do? Like, uh, anyway, like and uh, 
contempt and a few other ones just way you know years ago um and then they kind of gave up and you know now with this new resurgence of like you said like the the genre stuff like maybe they'll give it another shot and try to do like you know they'll have like a genre line and then they'll have like a classics line like you know foreign art house indie stuff and maybe they'll do other you know catalog titles like maybe they're seeing you know what people like studio or uh, what uh kino lorber studio classics is doing and olive and um arrow and shout factory like all these other folks kind of have these um specialty lines like maybe lion's gonna Lionsgate is gonna get into that too yeah it's just interesting because it just seems like somebody over there just woke up and was like we really got to get this stuff out um i'm sure it's the you know the emergence of UHD technology and Blu-ray. I don't. I mean, I don't know that Blu-ray is dying or whatever, but obviously everything's moving towards streaming. So if they're going to put anything out physically, they better do it very soon. Yeah. Um, so they seem to have picked up on the urgency, which is good. Uh, the um, Doris Day film "Love Me or Leave Me" is going to be coming from uh, coming to Blu-ray from the Warner Archive, the, directed by Charles Vidor. This is coming out next month. Yeah, that's exciting. That's a I think that's a Technicolor, you know, super widescreen um movie. I, I remember actually I was gonna try and do disc to digital with that one on Voodoo, but Voodoo has a cropped stream of it, um, cropped to one eight five from the original two three five. So I'm excited to get this in high definition finally in its proper aspect ratio. They're also gonna be including some shorts on there as well as the the trailer, but it's always nice when Warner Archive, you know, goes above a little bit and includes, you know, whatever supplements they have. I mean, so often like the DVDs are off are bare bones. And so when you get, you know, shorts or pieces of animation or whatever, like, you know, one of the recent um, Bogart, what was it like Dark Passage? Is that the one that had like some Looney Tunes yeah. or like a Looney Tunes short on it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they've been doing that. I mean a little more lately. Oh yeah, definitely with like, uh, most of the releases this year, I feel like have at least a couple little supplements, if nothing. Totally. Yes. Um, I think that's about it as far as news goes, unless you had anything else on your list that you wanted to talk about. No, sir. All right. So let's talk about what came out this week. This would have been the week that criterion released, um, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. But obviously, as we talked about, that has been delayed, uh, into October. So, uh, no criterion release this week, but we did get, uh, some pretty exciting stuff. Um, there were, so do you want to talk a little bit about any of the Kino titles that came out this week? Um, I have not watched them, but there's a couple of Randolph Scott Westerns, Canadian Pacific and the Caribou Trail. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Randolph Scott Westerns. I do prefer the ones that are directed by Bud Bedecker, um, which these are not, but um, I'm still very curious about them nonetheless. The uh, individual releases of the Kenji Fukusaku films that were included in that Battles Without Honor and Humanity uh, box set, those are all now available individually. I don't think these come with... So like, I think what was exclusive to the box set was the book that came with it. Um did you end up opening up your your box set that you got of that? Not just yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you don't need to say any more than that. 
because <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know that feeling, and I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows uh, that uh, that feeling as well. Yeah. So these are all now available. They're all. Um, I saw someone on a forum say that like the so that all of these are kind of like subtitled or like titled as like the Yakuza papers, and then they'll have the 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 title of the film and someone said that like paypal had held like put a hold on their order from amazon maybe and they they their theory was like that because it had the word yakuza in the title that it triggered (laughs) some kind of uh, like algorithm that puts a hold on like you know questionable purchases on in paypal (laughs) i don't know if that's true but that was i thought that was pretty funny that would be fascinating if if the Yakuza actually did communicate with the word Yakuza in their communications or if there was some, I don't know. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, in the UK this week as well, the, uh, Tarkovsky film Solaris was, is, uh, now available from artificial eye. So, uh, if you, you know, are, are not interested in getting the criterion Blu-ray or want to get both, you can now get the one from artificial eye and, and deal with the, uh, incorrectly handled gamma levels that, as we've mentioned oh, yeah. on previous releases on previous weeks. Um, and now that, you know, stalker is coming from criterion here in the States, it seems like maybe we might not even have to worry about ordering these artificial eye releases, uh, from, from them in the UK and just wait for criterion to redo them here. I mean, obviously you don't need to do that with Solaris, uh, unless this new, you know, unless there's a new master going around, which I don't think there is. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe Andre Rublev coming from Criterion will be sooner than we think uh, on Blu-ray. Um, this week there was... Oh, and also Arrow released the Count Yorga collection, uh, Count Yorga Vampire and the Return of Count Yorga. These were released uh, separately here in the States from uh, Twilight Time and Scream Factory, but now you can get them, if you want to get them collected you can get them uh, from Arrow in the UK. Uh, the Warner Archive put out Cat on a Hot Tin Roof on Blu-ray this week. Did you already watch this one and review it? No, I haven't gotten that one yet. Okay. Uh, hoping in the next day or so. Cool. Uh, the the Hulu miniseries uh, 11-22-63, based on the Stephen King book uh, starring James Franco, and I think J.J. Abrams was involved somehow. Maybe he was a producer on the show. Um, this is now available on Blu-ray. If you didn't already watch it on Hulu, you can now watch it here. And they've included um, different featurettes and uh, B-rolls and interviews and whatnot uh, in this this new two-disc collection from Warner Home Video. Uh, I, you know, like, we kind of... Um, it's so rare that we actually watch a show week to week. Um, but this was one that we like, I don't think we watched the first or second episode when it aired, but then we kind of, it was, you know, being written about online. And so I was like, Oh, you know, they're, they're doing this week to week, uh, mini series. Maybe we should get into it. And so we caught up and started watching it week to week. And I had fun watching it. Like I, I hadn't read the book, but I, I had heard people talk about it. I've listened to podcasts where people talk about it. 
And, you know, obviously, like, I'm a time travel geek. And so I, and, you know, was curious to see how they were going to handle this, this, uh, you know, this concept, this, this kind of gimmick. Um, I, I was a little let down in the end with how it was resolved. Uh, but, you know, there were like, there were moments in this, in the series where like, they would kind of play with time travel tropes and also kind of like go in in slightly different directions where you think like oh maybe the show's going to be much darker than it you you think it might be and in the end i think they kind of chickened out on on going too far in any one direction and it felt a little you know a little too cutesy in the end uh but we still watched the entire miniseries on hulu every week until it was done and uh you know, I I don't regret watching it. I guess, <laughs> but did you watch any of it? No, I'm curious about it. Um, I mean, obviously, I have Hulu and it's still on Hulu, so this release might trigger me to actually want to watch it again or now for the first time. But I haven't yet. I mean, it is an interesting concept. Like you know, like what if you? So the idea, the whole idea of this miniseries is that James Franco is this high school teacher who goes back in time and uh tries to prevent uh jfk from being assassinated because uh he he meets this friend who runs this diner and um the the guy in the diner shows him that you know if you go through this door you you end up back in 1960 and um there's no real reason why they end up in 1960 and so they kind of you know chris cooper tries to uh explain what he's been doing and like every time you come back to the present and you go back in time, you end up at the exact same moment that uh, like you start over all over again. So like you can kind of redo any mistakes that you make along the way. If you, if you find that something gets screwed up and you want to come back to the present to kind of reset uh, the, where you were in the past. Anyway, it's kind of a fun concept and they, they play with it a little bit, but uh, I feel like they wasted way too much time getting to the actual assassination and then you know that it all kinds of gets tied up in a little bow um within a matter of one episode whereas like they spend like eight episodes getting to that point and taking you off in all these sidetracks and you know i don't know how 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 well they did all that the other so a few other releases this week um that I wanted to mention, let's see, Basket Case 2 and 3 is out this week from Synapse. Um, and then I thought there was something else, but I can't think. Oh, so Supergirl, the new uh, TV series from, um, I think Warner Home Video put it out this week. But, you know, this is part of the, the you know, it's not the same network, right, as, as Arrow and... Um, those others sh- and the flash, but it's like, you know, this, this generation of, I know there's been crossover or there's going to be crossover, uh, between the shows, but, um, you know, this generation of DC TV shows, which everyone seems to love, you know, everyone seems to love arrow and the flash and, um, whatever that other one is like the, the team, the team up episode, uh, the team up series. I forget what that one's called. Me too. Oh, uh, Leg- Legends of Tomorrow is the is the other uh, other series. Um, 
anyway, I've heard a lot of, oh, and I guess Gotham is kind of a part of this too, although that one feels more disconnected from these other shows just because it's, you know, a different network. Uh, and then I don't think there's been any kind of crossover uh, into the, these other shows. But I've heard a lot of good things about um, about Supergirl, so you know, I'm sure it'll be a show that we watch at some point down the line. Um, did we talk about the female prisoner scorpion set? Uh, we haven't yet. Did you end up ordering that? I did. I got it in the mail today. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, did you? Okay. Did you get the? Did you get the UK version or the US version? I got the US version, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has four films in it. Um, you know, uh, the first one, and then Jailhouse Forty One, Beast Stable, and Grudge Song. Um, so it's a nice set. It comes in a very nice box. Um, but that's all I can say about it so far. I've always meant to see these movies. It's, you know, Japanese women in prison movie series. And, uh, it's definitely got its cult audience. Um, so it's, it's neat that this is, this set is out. It's definitely one of my most anticipated releases this week. Um, as for my daughter, uh, Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Speed Demon is the, definitely the the high point that's the one with the the wrestlers in it again yeah it's their second team up with the wwe i feel like we've talked about this on the show yeah it's such a strange thing but um so i got that in the mail today and um i didn't tell her about it yet that'll be a surprise this week later the tom tickfer film uh hologram for the king which is based on the dave eggers book is out this week, but I still haven't seen it yet, but I do love Dave Eggers. So I, I'm curious to check that one out. Yeah. I'm curious for the Tickver side of things. Um, he's a director that though he has stumbled a bit in recent years. Um, I still like a lot of what he's done. He's an interesting director. So what do you, uh, what do you think he stumbled on? Um, I feel like wasn't there one before this? Like I like cloud Atlas. Yeah, me too. I I thought maybe you were going to say, no, 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 no. I like cloud Atlas. Um, I feel like there's one in between these that people rag on that I'm blanking on now. Let's see. What is, what else has he done? So like, obviously he was kind of, he like broke out on the scene with run Lola run. And then he did princess and the warrior. I've always liked. Yeah. Oh, sense eight was that uh series on Netflix that he, that the Wachowskis uh, were involved with producing writing. I forget what else they did. Um, but then he also, I think worked on that as well. Uh, I guess he has done. Let's see what else did he he did. Oh, you know what? The International's not not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I like that. It's got a great shootout scene in it. Uh, that's the one with Clive Owen. Uh huh. And then um, Perfume I never saw, but I guess I, that was one of the ones I heard people didn't like. Uh-huh. And uh, to be honest, I've heard Hologram for the King kind of take a critical beating. Yeah, so. me too. So I'm, but again, I'm still curious. I like winter sleepers. I like a lot of stuff that I've seen from him. So, you know, he hasn't really failed me personally. No, yeah, totally. I, I just, I love uh, cloud Atlas and I just, uh, I, you know, these other movies, like, you know, maybe he has stumbled and I just, but I just didn't want anyone to say anything bad about cloud. Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like that a lot. Um, I think that's it. I think, you know, it's kind of a light week. Yeah. Um, there's also this golden age of musicals that's out on DVD this week. It's a five disc set. Um, I got a email press release for this that, and it sounded fascinating. Um, but I 
didn't pick it up yet. It's being put out by this company, Film Chest, and it has uh, a number of films in it, although I'm having a trouble. It's 25 hours worth of films uh, in this set, 17 movies, um, but I'm, I don't see a listing of all the titles in it. I have to, I'll probably have to pull up the press release for it, but um, it just seemed kind of random to me. Like, um, but you know, the, and maybe it's like a, one of those things that you might find at Walmart in the, like the, the dollar bin. I mean, this is $20 to get this five disc set that has 17 films on it. Um, but I wonder if, if the film chest is that kind of that company that I often see at Walmart. I think that might be it though for, yeah. for new releases this week. I think you're right. All right. So next week, so uh, we've been kind of not saying what episode this is on uh, recent, <laughs> recent weeks. Uh, I've kind of stopped the whole like, you know, opening intro, like, Oh, this is episode blah, blah, blah of, of the podcast. And, uh, you know, just cause I wanted to try something different. Um, but it's, you know, this is episode 99. Next week is episode 100. Uh, kind of a big deal just in like that, you know, I mean, obviously you and I didn't start doing this, uh, with episode one, like, you know, we, this initially was, you know, years and years ago, we were doing this as like a kind of weekly, kind of monthly discussion of new releases. And then, uh, a a few, a couple of years ago now, you and I, you know, you joined me and have stuck with me, uh, in doing this regularly or sometimes irregularly based on, (laughs) you know, most often my, uh, you know, busy schedule, uh, or, you know, sometimes we'll be sick. And so anyway, we're going to get to episode 100 next week. And in order to celebrate episode 100, I thought it might be fun to take a little break from the regular discussion of new releases and new, uh, news to kind of talk about some of our favorite discs. And so we're going to try a desert island disc list rundown uh next week and talk about our top five discs ever uh and if that you know expands to a longer list of runners up and uh other honorable mentions then i'm sure it will just go on and on and on uh, as we are often want to do i'm sensing some two and three way ties <laughs> yes yeah i think so too i mean we'll probably i'll i mean i'm already thinking that i have to break this into categories of of types of releases <laughs> that i i will want if i were to like you know i'll have to say like you know like if i if i were going to be stranded on a desert island w- with an hd tv <laughs> and a working blu-ray player and some kind of power generator uh what movies would i want to pass the time with or you know and it doesn't have to be movies it can be tv shows or it can be other you know other things that uh you know you would want to be able to watch for years and years and years or i guess you could also look at it as like say you had to just get rid of everything or if you know what if there's a fire what would be the five things you would grab if there were if your house was burning down and you're like well i can only take five discs with me uh what do i what do i reach for first yeah so that's uh that's the plan for episode 100 next week listeners i guess if you want to write in or tweet us like you know what are your desert island discs what are the titles that you would you know you couldn't live without if you had to get rid of everything and you were you know going to be uh 
getting rid of all of your physical stuff. So I, I'm curious to see what other people have to say about uh, this type of thing. Um, so we'll be back next week to talk about our top five, top 10, top 20 discs, <laughs> discs of all time. And it doesn't have to be Blu-ray. It can be DVD. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure that we'll most most likely be talking about Blu-rays. Um, but I, I certainly have DVDs that I am already thinking will probably make it on my list. All right, everyone. See you then. Mm-hmm.